everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Morale Booster with John Uhulu. And today I have with me a very talented guest. His name is Darren Youngstrom. Darren has so much fire in him and he would like to share with us. He helps kids transition in their careers, in their life generally. So Dan, Darren, thank you for joining me on the show. Hey, John. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. My pleasure. <laughs> so Darren, uh, could you please tell us a bit about yourself, who you yeah. are and what you do? Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm in, um, I'm in the Atlanta, Georgia area in Roswell. Uh, I worked for many years for a company called, or an organization called Crew, which is uh, Campus Crusades High School Ministry, student venture. I started working with young people. I was in public schools um, working with athletes and teams and just fell in love with, uh, with young people. I kind of have the gift of immaturity. So um, <laughs> my wife sometimes likes it and sometimes doesn't, but no women like it. That's yeah, something yeah. I've come to realize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They do kind of. Um, but, uh, and so I started working with them and then I was asked to be the high school pastor at a, a church called North Point Community Church in, in the Atlanta area and uh, spent eight years working with teenagers there and uh, have recently transitioned to uh, start my own thing, um, creating content and curriculum and media really to help the next generation thrive. I want to, I want to help them, uh, you know, figure out how to have relationships with each other, their parents and their future. All right. That's awesome. <clears throat> so do you have like an age range of uh, children you work with? Yeah. Uh, well, I work with anybody. Uh, a lot of times I work with parents who have young kids um, as they think about the future and they're like kind of planning for the future. But mostly I work with 14 to like 25 year olds. Awesome. Uh, that's, that's about the same bracket I work with. Yeah, because I have a nonprofit organization. It's called the John Ogulu Foundation. So uh, typically what we do is we provide assistance um, we do mentoring and coaching of children between the ages of 18 to 22. Yeah. Because, you know, at that age, you know, that's the age where you really need to guide them so that they, they, they know exactly what they're going into or what they're getting into. Yeah, I was just talking to um, a friend of mine who runs a, um, a recovery house for, for addicts, a rec men's recovery. It's called No Longer yes. Bound. And... Um, he said that one of the most difficult times is when they graduate the program and they're about to launch into whatever's next. It's when they're most worried that the investment they made for that last year will be totally wasted because they went out and didn't know what to do. And I feel the same way about working with high school kids from 14 to, to 18, you pour into them and you invest in them and you're like, okay, they're ready. But then that 18 to 22 season you just spoke about, it's like, oh no. Is all we just did going to be thrown away with the decisions they make over the next four years? Right. So it's a super important time to, uh, to catch them. That's true. Yeah. So uh, what made you go into, you know, working with kids? Like, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, honestly, I don't know what made me when I was growing up. Um, I just was always interested in, helping younger people i don't know i got to college i was a big brother right program um i was always that guy who was like trying to go to the elementary school and and uh and help my summer jobs were like um 
working with kids at, um, at different, um, daycare centers. Right. Uh, I was always just drawn to, to like helping young kids. I think it's because I have the gift of immaturity. Like I really think yeah, exactly. that, um, I'm just a young kid at heart. So I think so. I, I don't know if you think this, John, or not, but I think everybody has an internal age. And some people are born and they're just 35 years old their whole life. You know, like my six-year-old daughter, I think, is 35 in her own mind. You know, she's just always up and ready to go and ready to serve. My other daughter, my five-year-old, I think she's, you know, maybe 12 years old in her, in her mind. <laughs> I think I I'm like 18. So I, I just love young people. Right. So when did you launch the program um, officially? Well, I just started back in March, um, okay. sort of figuring out what kind of materials I could, I could create in content media. So I'm working with a lot of different people right now to figure out, um, you know, what the best, the best way is to um, take what I'm creating and, and share it with the world. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, right. so other than this program you're having with the kids now, do you have something else you're doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I, um, I am working with a, a local church to uh, potentially be a, a teaching pastor while I'm, while I'm working on this. So I want to help them grow their, uh, their ministry. And then um, I have a, a, a real, I'm working on, I got one test to take for my real estate license. Oh, okay. Um, and my wife and I are going to work on helping people find their homes as my wife likes to do design and kind of, um, yeah. So I, I feel like we're in an entrepreneurial season of our lives right now. Right. <clears throat> that sounds good. You know, especially when you have your, when you have a partner, you know, when you have a partner and the wife you have, that's yeah. a good one. Most days it's good. Some days it's <laughs> Are we going to figure this out or not? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I will block my ears to that one now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, talking about the real estate license. Yeah, yeah. I, I also have a real estate license. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got mine through one of the companies here in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm a licensed realtor. Yeah. How's that working for you? Uh, well, I am not doing much of that right now. Yeah. Yeah. I just have the license. I got it a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I still, I still renew it. Yep. I pay for the renewal fees. Yeah. And so it's inactive right now, but whenever yep. I want to get back, I just need to take the continuing education and yep. get back on. Exactly. And that's the nice thing about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, well, I wish you all the best of luck in your real estate. Yeah. So it's really not as easy as people think it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think no. we were about 30 in the class when I was taking mine. And I think only about three or four of us made it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I know. I just passed my, my class final the other day. But leading up to it, I think I failed every practice test leading into it. <laughs> it's a lot of words and vocab and Absolutely. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. I know how I know how difficult it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for that reason, I just don't want to lose it. Yeah, exactly. That's why yeah. I keep renewing it. I don't want to go back through that Man. process. <laughs> you work hard to, to figure out how to pass that test, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Now that's another thing I would like my viewers to understand. You know, there are people who are good test takers. Mm -hmm. And you might not be the best test taker, but you could be the best at the you know, on the field, 
Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have come to me complaining about, you know, thinking they're not good enough for what they want to go for. Mm -hmm. I keep telling them, you shouldn't let your inability to pass the test deter you. Because if you eventually pass the test, even if it takes you several attempts, mm -hmm. right. you could be the best on the field. That's exactly right. That's it. They're two different ball games entirely. Completely. My sister's a nurse. Okay. And she is not a good test taker. She failed her nursing exam multiple times. Okay. But then she finally passed it. And she got a job at the Cleveland Clinic in the cardiac intensive care unit. Was a phenomenal nurse for them for years. Became a traveling nurse and is now the head of her department out in San Jose, California at the hospital. And she runs the whole show. And she's amazing. So you're exactly right. Uh, don't give up just because you can't get through a test. You'll eventually get through the test. And you may be the, you know, that may be on the other side of the test may be exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. You know, I've had so many clients who complain about, you know, their kids not being good in taking tests. Mm -hmm. so I keep telling them, this is, don't judge based on that. Because right. in most cases, what you do during the test might not be up to a quarter of what you need on the mm -hmm. field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two separate things. I keep telling them. And well, it's frustrating. And you also agree with me on that. Yeah, no, I do. I think it's frustrating for people because our education system relies so much on the test and they know in their heart that they would be good at a certain thing if they could just get past the test. Right. So that can, that can be frustrating, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So what are your plans for um, your coaching, you know, the coaching part of you? Yeah, for sure. Well, in, in the coaching world, there's a few different places. Obviously you can do corporate coaching. Um, you can do, uh, for me, coaching student pastors is what I really want to do. Student pastors and parents is where I want to spend most of my time because they're the ones who are working with young people the most. Um, and I have just been so fortunate and so blessed to work under great leadership. I was uh, working with Andy Stanley for many years uh, and learned so much from his leadership and the leadership of the North Point community culture that um, I just I just sensed that I could help student pastors um, wrap their mind around how to maximize their time, their effort, be more efficient, um, and become better at what they do. And then I just have so many phone calls from parents over the years that um, went really well where they went, oh, I get it. Uh, because students, um, students are one way at home and they're another way at school and they're another way at church. Right. And they're another way at whatever. Uh, and so parents oftentimes are blindsided by the reality of what students are really like. Sure. Because John, you, you and I both put on our best face in front of our parents. <laughs> You're very correct about that. <laughs> and it's a trend, you know, it, it didn't start from us and it wouldn't end. Nope. It'll, it'll keep happening. So I help parents relax and help them go, okay, this is not the first time this thing has come up. Here's a couple ideas to help you get through it and get past it and, and make things go well. So typically, what do you encourage kids to do? Like for me, I, I, I teach them the importance of writing down things. 
Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people do not know the importance of writing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you have goals and you write them down with realistic timelines, then it's easier for you to achieve those goals. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I teach kids this importance and it really works. Mm-hmm. So what about you? What exactly do you do with them? What, what, as in, what are your, how do you help them set goals? Yeah, well, for me, a lot of it is situational. I could be called into any kind of situation where a family is saying, hey, my son or daughter is struggling with X. Um, and so first I just, my goal is to understand where the, where the young person is in their life. What are they struggling with? What are they dealing with? And one of the things I want to help them understand is that you're, you are good at something. You are called to something, you are wired for something. And, um, I don't like the phrase you can do or be anything you want to be because you can't do or be anything you want to be. I can't be LeBron James. I'm 42 and out of shape. I ain't going to be LeBron James, you know, like, but I can get back in shape or I can do this. I, I, helping a young person recognize that they were made for something. Yeah. We're good at something. So I try to help them identify what do you love to do? What do you feel compelled to do? What brings you alive? What makes you excited? What are the things that you would, you'd like to figure out? Because, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a journey that they have to go on. So I try to help them right-size their journey and understand that, that, um, that what, when you point your feet towards the things that you're best wired for, you're going to find that um, you enjoy those things and that you, you, you're more satisfied there. So I just try to help them figure out what, what's going on, that's the problem, and then um, what, can you, what can you look towards, what can you spend your time on um, that you are good at? Okay. That's part of it. Yeah. So, and, and eventually you give them like um, a nudge towards their goal, uh, towards yeah, we'll, what they want. Yeah. We'll do some personality assessment and some, um, some wiring assessment. Um, everybody has um, their own temperament and the way that they interact with people. I try to help kids interact with their parents well first, you know, and get that relationship right. If you can get that one right, your parents are going to launch you better than anybody else. They're going to be your biggest supporters. But most teenagers think their parents hate them. True. And they don't. You know, you know as, as you're a parent. You'll yeah. never hate your kid. Yeah. But your kids will think you do if, you know, when they're teenagers for whatever reason. It's like there's nothing you can do to make me hate you. But um, a lot of teenagers get stuck in their head with their parents. So they got to figure that out. Sure. That's a nice one. So do you have any um, websites? Do you have any contact information you would like to share with kids out there? Yeah, you can find me at DarrenYoungstrom.com. D-A-R-R-E-N. Everybody asks me how to spell Darren. DarrenYoungstrom.com. And um, that's just launching. Uh, And then um, I'll have a newsletter that I'm starting in January that's coming out. So that'll be located on my website as well that you can subscribe for. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So is your wife also part of the coaching business with you? No, uh, she's not interested in that. Yeah. She is interested in design. She loves uh, interior design. And so um, on the real estate side, um, that's why I'm getting my real estate license so that um, we, we can help our friends and family. Our friends are always calling her because we remodeled our own home uh, a couple of times yeah. and posted all these pictures and everyone was like, 
you know, what, wh where is that? What, what, what is that? And she was like, we just did this together. And so, um, people call her all the time. Can you come over? Can you give me some advice? Can you help me design this living room, design this space? So we want to help people find their first home and make it what they want it to be. And she's going to be on the design side of that. Oh, okay. No yeah. bad. Mm -hmm. Not bad at all. Yeah. She's excited. Um, is she also going to take the certification? No, she's actually, she's on staff at North Point right now and she enjoys being there. She's in their care department. Okay. And so she's working every day in their, um, she's a project manager. Oh, so okay. she's, she's always working on that and she's going to be there for the foreseeable future and just enjoys, uh, you know, uh, helping people figure out how to care for others. Okay. That sounds good. That's an interesting one because... On the long run, she's still getting to help people. That's yeah. the idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. She loves helping people. And so we'll wow. see how it plays out in the future. Okay. That's a good one. So do you do any volunteer services? Well, yes. Um, most of my life, uh, I have been, when I was on staff at the church, you okay. know, uh, most of what I did was volunteering my time and effort to uh, parents in the community. Uh, and we've led small groups and we have um, done community service projects. We've helped with North Fulton community charities. Um, but right now uh, in this season, we don't have anything that we're specifically committed to at this time. Right. Um, we kind of help people as they need it. Oh, okay. That's a good one. You know, I, I have gotten to that point in my life where I now know the importance of, helping others, helping the community, mm -hmm. you're doing your own part right. for the common good. Well, you were talking about um, the value of helping other yes. people and how that, that um, yes. enhances your own life. And, yes. uh, you know, I think generosity, um, you know, when you, when you uh, are generous to other people, you, you basically open your hands to what you're clinging to. Uh, and you, you, when you try to control life, it usually slips out of your hands quicker. Um, and so just giving money away, giving time away, stopping the rat race, stopping the, uh, the idea that it's all about me and all I'm concerned about is me. And that, that just, that ruins your life when you, we, if you have never, if you've ever spent time just doing something for other people it actually does something for you. Yes. And so it's, it's game changing for sure. It is. It is fulfilling. You know, there's yep. never a better feeling than. Isn't that interesting that we're wired that way, that when we give our lives away, we actually get life. It is. <laughs> you wouldn't think it. And, and it took, it took me a while to really figure that out, you know, but, well, what matters is when you're able to discover who you truly are, the ability for you to take action, to make things right is what matters. Mm -hmm. I keep telling people it's never too late to, to do anything. Yeah. 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 You hear stories about people who go back and get their medical degree at, you know, 65 years old or something like that. Right. Yes. Uh, my, my mom is a typical example of that. 
Yeah. At a point, she got bored because she's in, you know, she is in her 60s right now, late 60s. She got bored at a point and she had to go back to school to start all over. Mm. <laughs> you know, so, so if she could do that, I don't have any excuse. Yeah, yeah. What's your excuse for not, <laughs> not chasing I, I, the dream? Yeah, I only have a bachelor's. So I don't have any excuse not to go further. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, good for her. All right. So and um, in this day and in this world, education is paramount. It does not necessarily have to be within the four walls of a university. Right. Just acquiring knowledge. It could be acquiring some useful skill sets. Mm -hmm. It could be acquiring some certifications. You know, just keep utilizing the neurons. Yeah. So many, so many neurons. And when you do not um, try to broaden your horizon, then mm -hmm. those things really useless. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of young kids out there that are getting educated on how to edit film, how to create better movies. Yeah. They're not going to any university to do it. Yeah. Some of them are sitting in their basement or their bedroom, cranking it out, and they're going to be leaders in the field. But they're, they're learning. That's so. it. So just, just keep learning. I keep telling people out there. So whatever you do, just keep acquiring knowledge. It does not necessarily have to be through the university. Right. Whatever right. you're good at, <clears throat> go for it. Go get the certifications. Go, go get a mentor. Get somebody who can coach you, who can be your mentor and guide you so you don't right. make the mistakes you made in the past. Right, right. Yep. So what's your take on mentorship? Well, I mean, it's imp <laughs> my take is that it's entirely necessary. I mean, if you don't, if you want to go somewhere and you don't know how to get there, um, you're not going to make it, you know, I mean, they're, or you're going to make it a really hard, long, difficult journey. Mentorship really is, um, it's a way to make the journey more enjoyable, to make the journey more predictable, um, and to, um, find your way faster. I mean, you can go further faster with a mentor. Um, you know, so I need one, you need one. We all need somebody yeah. to coach us, uh, to get us further down the road. I mean, you, you wouldn't have joined the middle school basketball team if it was coachless. It'd have been, it'd have been ridiculous. That's true. <laughs> so uh, we've want, we've needed coaches our whole life. Why do we think that we graduate from college and all of a sudden we don't need a coach anymore? I mean, of course we do. You know, we do. everyone does. We do. We yeah. do. That's the importance of also having counselors and life coaches. People do not understand what life, what a life coach can do for them. Yeah. 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 Having well, a life coach, yeah, just helps you be more accountable for your actions. Yes. It puts you in check. Absolutely. All You're right. just going to sit there and dream all day if you don't have somebody going, did you do it yet? Did you move? <laughs> You know, nobody ever does anything tomorrow, uh, but everybody thinks they will. Tomorrow's yeah. never had one thing done on it. Yeah. Everyone, every action that ever has happened has happened when? Today. But we say I'll do it tomorrow, but we never get there because nobody does anything tomorrow. Right. Everybody does anything today. Right. So. 
Okay, so um, for my viewers who are actually watching this program, what yeah. advice would you have for, let's say, those kids who feel they are not good enough? Those who have been yeah. trying their utmost best and they never get any form of appreciation from people. What, what's yeah. your advice to that? Well, I think I would encourage them to um, figure out um, what voice they're listening to and who told them that. Because um, we, we often believe a lot of lies in our brain. Exactly. That we've made up ourselves. And um, I've done that myself where I'm like, well, I guess I'm no good because of whatever. And that voice is a lie. And we have to take those thoughts captive. We have to control them. And we have to say, no, that's not true. That, that's, that's not a true thing. In fact, I think it was Mark Twain who said, uh, I've gone through a great, or I've faced a great tribulations in my life, most of which never came true. Uh, and, and what he was saying was we spend so much time thinking I'm not good enough. I'll never make it. I don't have what it takes. And the reality is those are all false thoughts. Yeah. So you've got to begin to, to really recapture your mind and train your mind to tell the truth. The truth is you are good enough and you will make it and you can figure it out and you're not going to be broke your whole life and you're not going to be a mess. And you're not going to be miserable and you can be forgiven and you can overcome and they won't always hate you. But if you tell yourself those things, you will become a product of what you tell yourself. Right. So start telling yourself the real truth, which is you're good enough. You're strong enough. You know, the movie, the help where the maid says to the little girl, uh, you are smart. You're, you're beautiful and you're important or something like you're smart. You're funny. You're important. I don't remember exactly what they are, but she tells her every morning you are smart. You're funny. You're important. You're a big deal. You matter. And so retraining your mind is super important. It is. It is. So, um, for those people watching this program, what Darren is trying to explain to you is limiting beliefs are normal, <laughs> but the ability for you to rise above limiting beliefs is what would help you achieve your goals. So no matter what the situation is, just know that you are a unique being. You are unique, irrespective of your flaws. Flaws are being identified by people who are humans like you and I. So do not believe the negative things people say about you. Avoid negative people avoid things that would make you, you know, see yourself as not capable, those are limiting beliefs. So if you are having problems identifying and eliminating limiting beliefs by yourself, feel free to reach out to people like Darren and myself. We would be able to help you get out of that. Okay? So thank you very much. Darren, I really do appreciate you for coming on this program. And I would like you to come again in the future. I hope when I reach out to you, you will definitely respond to me. Absolutely, John. Thanks for having me. Thanks for what you're doing. Keep up the good work. And, um, you know, I hope you continue to in inspire people to move past the, the hurdles that might be in their way. Sure, definitely. We rise by lifting others. So my, my dream is to inspire change. So, and I need people like you to always be around because you might see this as a small thing, but trust me, we are reaching out. Absolutely. We are reaching out.
So thank you once again for joining me on this program and keep doing what you're doing. God will surely bless you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks.